Welcome back to Hawk Hustle, Indian Trail's very own podcast show where we cover what it takes to be successful in life. I'm amazed to say that we are here at the Capitol in Madison where we will be interviewing our own Governor Evers. Thanks for having us. Thank you for taking your time out of your busy day. This is a very special opportunity, um, so thank you. Um, obviously, you're in politics. How did you start getting involved and knowing that was something that you wanted to do and pursue? That's a good question. It took me a while. I was... Uh... I was an educator most of my life. And so the idea of being in politics never, you know, I enjoy being a high school principal. I enjoy being a teacher. Um, but at the end of the day, I felt I could make uh, a bigger impact if um, I got into politics. And uh, even though it's an independent um, and nonpartisan office, um, state superintendent was uh, they that person's a leader of public public schools in the state. So ran for that and uh, won that race. And I ran three or three times, actually won. And uh, once again, at the end of that, of my last term, I just decided that even though I had uh, opportunities to impact kids' lives as state superintendent and in the system, make it, make it a better system, um, I really do did need to um, run for governor and uh, have have uh, have more input. That's what I did. So I did that, and I beat a two-term incumbent. And uh, here I am talking to you guys. Okay, very cool. So being the governor is no easy task for sure. Um, so like, what are some of the challenges that come along with that? Well, and it's it's more of a reflection of the time than it is. Um, Wisconsin, as you know, politics is really creepy now, and uh, a lot of fighting, a lot of people talking past each other, not a lot of interest in um, uh, in working together. It's it's politics is just a really difficult place right now, and uh, and so and and I I have a PhD, and my PhD uh, thesis was on. Um, effective leadership and what what is effective leadership. And it really is about building relationships. And that's what I found in my PhD thesis. And frankly, it's kind of my part of my DNA. So being able to develop relationships and, uh, and nurture those relationships, that's how you get big things done. Unfortunately, it's just really more difficult now. It's difficult for Republicans and Democrats to build those relationships, and which is it makes me sad. But we um, we do it just enough to accomplish big things like getting a budget done and getting more money for schools, getting more money for our municipalities, and so building those relationships right now aren't kind of long term. It's like piece by piece, you build build relationships. And it's it's not like you talk to old timers in Washington, D.C., or maybe even here, that yes, we hung out together with Republicans and Democrats and all that. I just don't think that happens anymore. And so what you have to do is build a relationship around a topic, hopefully a big topic, so you're making a difference. What would you say, uh, do you think there's something that's kind of making it difficult? Yeah, I, I want to say the, the national politics play a big role in that. Uh, you know, 
obviously, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about Donald Trump in this interview, but yeah, he's he's uh, he's someone that is completely different to than other politicians over the years, and and so we're 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 in this kind of weird place where um, fighting with each other verbally and otherwise uh, is the way things get done, and frankly, that's not true. And so we, we just have to continue working at it. And, you know, I, I believe that um, uh, we can accomplish things, even though these building the relationships is by topic and not necessarily by person. Um, we can get we can still get things done and get back to the way we were before. Now, as you way to the top, you know, you went from being a teacher to all the way to the governor. That's a big uh, couple steps. Was there anything holding you back? Uh, yeah, you, I mean, to do that, that, uh, that change in direction, uh, you have to have a good spouse that, uh, it's going to go along for the ride. And, uh, and you're, you know, I have three kids and nine grandkids and, uh, it puts them in weird places too. It's just like if either your parents were a governor and, uh, uh, that might change your life a little bit. And so those things play a role. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, everybody that, uh, they, they all signed on, so to speak, and, uh, uh, understand that this is something that I need to do. And, and, um, yeah, I would say it's mainly family and, uh, making sure that they're comfortable with, uh, being in the spotlight a little more than they would normally be. Is it difficult to balance the family life and work life? It's unbelievably difficult. I, I mean, I'm fortunate now that I, uh, all my kids, our kids are grown. I have grandkids. And so they're busy doing all sorts of things, just like you guys are, you know, they're most, you know, they're, so they're, uh, they're doing their thing. I'm doing my thing and Kathy's doing her thing. And, uh, but it's, it's working well, but yes, uh, that's, you know, if, if you care about your family, you have to take that into consideration. Now, when you reflect on all your time in office, what is some of the key accomplishments and initiatives that you are most proud of during your time? That's a great question. We we had a big win this last last um, budget, and most most of the big policy things that happened happened because of the budget, and it was just clear to me. And I spent a lot of time when I was running for reelection for this term, talking about um, shared revenue. It's a it's a term that frankly, most people don't know anything about, but basically it's the amount of money that the state gives to municipalities, whether it's Kenosha, whether it's Racine, or whether it's the townships, they all get some kind of what they call share of revenue. And that had been held um, at the same level for years. And if you think about nothing more than fire, police, EMTs, you know, emergency medical treatment, all, all that all that work that goes on every day in the smallest municipalities and the biggest cities, they were getting no more than they did 10 years ago. And obviously things have changed dramatically in the meantime. Yeah, and so we we provided, uh, we sat down with the legislative leaders who were Republicans and we got it done, We the largest increase. And that will allow all sorts of services that were really struggling that the municipalities were having trouble you know, providing it for their folks. Uh, so that was a huge win. We have some huge wins in education also, and primarily about more resources. We want money for 
mental health for for kids and and uh, that's hugely especially after the pandemic right yeah and and so no that's uh, i'd say those two wins were exceedingly important so like you briefly mentioned covid but uh like it obviously flipped the whole world upside down what did you learn in particular yeah that's a great question um on a negative thing i i learned that not everybody believes in science and uh that was that was kind of a hard thing to learn you know you figure yeah. okay the scientists are telling us this and then there's a group of group of folks that are saying you know i don't care what the scientists say so that was hard to learn but uh for the most part i learned how resilient people are in our state especially uh that they you know most people kept themselves as safe as possible they wore a mask if they needed to wear a mask and uh and helping out their neighbors and so i, I thought it was uh you know a good outcome under some really horrible situations obviously a lot of people didn't uh want to believe that covid-19 was a, was a thing but it was a thing very much, yeah. yeah. A lot and, of people affected, you know. Yeah. One of the interesting things that came out of that is uh, um, our, our pharmacists in the state of Wisconsin, you know, they, up until this time, they didn't, uh, not, not often did they give uh, shots to people. And you think about the beginning of the pandemic, the people that went into the nursing homes and uh, uh, provided uh, COVID-19 um, uh, shots to people, they're all pharmacists. And now, right now, you know, I've, I get my shot at, at Walgreens. Oh, now. yeah, Walgreens, you can get all your shit. Yeah. All at the corner. And so all those things are just amazing because those people save lives. Uh -huh. They save lives like uh, uh, never before. And, and so we found a new group of people that uh, can really play a huge role in the, in the health healthcare area. And that, and they did a great job. Everybody did a good job. It was just a challenging time. I think a lot of mental health issues, especially for kids, came to the fore uh, because of uh, COVID-19. But um, uh, it's uh, uh, we're working hard to bring that back to normal. And I know you mentioned budget, and I know uh, national level they stopped uh, kind of like like giving the government like state level more money for schools and all that right and i know you were trying to propose that are like trying to extend it for the next 400 years what is your progress on that well pretty good we um we had a good uh budget for the schools this year and uh i in order to use my veto in a good way we we kind of kept some um uh, solid a place to be for our schools for the next 400 years. It's not going to solve it. It's more of a postpone type. Yeah, well, it didn't postpone it necessarily, but 400 years out, the minimum they'll get is X. But that X is from now until then, it's going to be pretty small. Mm -hmm. But and it, but we we uh, we did get a good job. But our schools have, you know, for the previous 10 years before I became governor. Uh, they were really hurting, and uh, it's difficult to make up that in in one in one or two budgets. And so we're just going to have to continue to invest. And I also think we need to invest more in early childhood care too. Mm -hmm. I know, yeah, because we have a couple KSDs downsizing 
some of their schools because of lower uh funding yeah funding right. and all that but it's more of like participation right and like people coming in but yeah it's definitely i've talked to some people at, at the school and they really like that idea you know to give us more funding because they do need it oh for sure yeah and it, it's it's um it's more difficult to be a kid now than ever before or a student now and uh and, and that plays out in mental health behavioral health all sorts of ways and uh, to some extent, and I was talking to somebody that works in the field directly with, with uh, students recently, things are a lot different now than they were 20 years ago in schools and a uh, lot more challenges. And in order to correct those challenges, we have to provide the money to deal with it. Um, Wisconsin's a lot, there's a lot of small businesses in Wisconsin in America yeah. itself. Now, uh, do you work with small businesses and help, you know, make sure that they can stay open. I know with COVID and all yeah. that, there was a hard time with yeah. everyone shutting down. Did you guys help um, keep them open and all that and give them a little more funding? We did. And not only that, we created in the pan, uh, during the pandemic, uh, we using some federal money, we, we, we allowed or, or incentivized 10,000 new small businesses in the state of Wisconsin. They took over, um, vacant storefronts and I know there's some in Kenosha I know there's some in Racine all across the state 10,000 uh, people took us up on that deal and we provided them $10,000 to get you know get you know the rent or, or pay for pay for things that they're selling whatever it was and it's been highly successful and so yeah we're we're a we're a state of you know, lots of large companies, and obviously in the Kenosha area, there is lots of large companies, and um, Airbo, for example. Mm -hmm. um, but um, uh, yeah, they just opened up. Yeah, so, yeah, so. it's an amazing place. Yeah, it gave out a lot of jobs and everything. So. Sure, and but uh, we also have to uh, make sure that our small small businesses stay stay afloat, and we were able to do that pretty well during the pand pandemic. We, in fact, we increased the number of them. So um, renewable energy is like the new upcoming trend, like Tesla's solar panels. Like, mm -hmm. um, what is your vision for Wisconsin's future? With yeah, well, we've we made it a goal twenty fifteen or twenty fifty that we're going to have uh, uh, all electricity coming from renewable sources, and that's going to be tough. I mean, we you know solar is a big thing, wind power is a big thing, frankly. Um, uh, we do need to have a conversation as a state around the issue of nuclear power because that that is probably the biggest um, yeah. way to get renewable energy. It comes with risks, but... Yeah, know. yeah, but everything has a risk, exactly, risk yeah. to it. But we just have to talk about it. And uh, uh, I know in Canada, they have, you know, many of the provinces there, they get 80% of their... Uh, of their uh, energy from uh, nuclear so that has that we have to have those conversations so that people understand how important it is but it, it's an exciting time i was just with some folks that uh, before you came in that um, uh, run lots of co-ops in the western part of the state electric co-ops and they're doing their best to make sure they're uh, a lot of, they're doing good things lots of lots of solar mm -hmm. um hydrogen is a, a, a yeah, thing that's starting Actually, I was talking to some people that uh, own a national, international train company the other day, 
and they have uh, four of those big locomotive mm-hmm. engines are run on or are run on um, um, methane or on um, hydrogen. Hydrogen, huh? Yes. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine those mm-hmm. big, tr- big engines running on hydrogen? Yeah. So a lot of people trying a lot of different things. I, th- I it'll be tough to get there by 2050, but we have to do it. Now, I I like politics, you know, I like getting involved and I like to inform people like for my video video announcements for my school, I like to make a lot of political pieces, election results and upcoming elections. What would you like? Do you have any advice for me if I wanted to pursue like in journalism or to become like a news anchor or something? What should I start doing after high school? That's a great question. I I think being uh, going into a journalism uh, school, I think, is probably as good a thing as you can do. You know, I'm guessing right out of high school, you could, you know, do your own thing and all that. But I think if you want to be successful, you have to you have to kind of know the science behind it. And uh, and so I'd encourage anybody in that position to go to UW or any other. I I know other places in the state have good journalism schools and uh, we need good young people. Mm-hmm. Well, and I feel like in news now, it's kind of biased. A lot of it's biased. And I just want to be able to state facts and inform people because I feel like a lot of young teens don't really know what's going on outside, like in national levels and what's going on in the world. And I just feel like we need to inform them, you know, and but we need to stick to the facts and not really opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, that's that's exactly right. And I think people like that, uh, that approach instead of. You know, it doesn't take long to be watching. And I watch CNN and MSNBC just like a lot of other people. But you know, I'm a politician. I know what they're saying. I know what they're saying. I know what they're saying. And uh, but um, the, uh, the, the the straight news is important. And uh, I I just think there's some really good things to learn in higher education around journalism. And people need to. Uh, Assume that you just can't get in front of a microphone and and suddenly you're a nonpartisan smart person right. that can yeah, make make about. all that happen. Yeah. If you were to give one advice to the younger teen generation, uh, what would that be? Ah, that's a great question. You know, I would. I'm going to sound like an old grandpa here, but the uh, using and abusing. Uh, the media that uh, that you have at your fingertips, it's just, it's really hurting people. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, you, you see it, you see it, uh, especially in, in kids your age when they're, uh, when it's time to dump on some kid, mm-hmm. you can dump on that kid and almost bury that kid with social media. And so somehow we have to figure, figure out how to, get behind that because, uh, uh, or past that. Uh, I'm very concerned about that, frankly, especially girls, but uh, they seem to be very proficient in doing that. But I just, the uh, having open conversations among people is much better than hiding behind the the, the media, the social media. I think that's uh, that's destructive. Now, are you you have two years left of your term, correct? Yeah, correct. Are you going to rerun? Well, three run, three okay. years. Uh, I'll decide. I've got a, a time in my a timeline in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 
I love what I'm doing, uh, but uh, I haven't decided. A couple states around Wisconsin have legalized the recreational use of marijuana. Yeah. And I know tax dollars and all that. What's the, like, do you have a plan to legalize marijuana? Yeah, I've, I've proposed it seemingly a hundred times, but a bunch of times. And uh, mm -hmm. there seems to be less interest here than most other places. And I know we're surrounded by states now that mm -hmm. uh, have legalized it. I would, I would do it, absolutely. There's all sorts of things I'd like to get done that uh, the other side doesn't want right, to get done. Right, it's hard to compromise and all that. Right, yeah. I, if there's any, um, I, think if, I think there's some interest in medicinal mm -hmm. marijuana. I, my guess is that will happen sometime in the near future, but I think we're a ways away from that. Okay. And I just, yeah, it's, it's, just, just, it's just the politics. Yeah. You know, I, I'll, cons I'll continue to uh, propose it and uh, get it done. Every time I'm with people your age, it's, that's probably the first question they ask. Oh, they really do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, a lot of people asked me to ask it, but yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, we, could, we could get it done if we, if we get the legislature behind it. Just hard to. Yeah. To it's hard to compromise, you know, with today's, Right. I feel like with today, and I don't know because, you know, I'm young and I really haven't seen it a different way, but I just feel like right now no one's really, instead of the better for the country it's or even for the state, it's kind right. of what's a win for the Democrats, what's a win for the Republicans. You know, it's not really what can we do to better America, it's kind of what can we do to better better our party. Sure. So Yeah, that's that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. Like I said before, uh, when, when I... Uh, wrote my PhD thesis, and it's not like something that I think about every minute of every day, but the bottom line is uh, if you want to accomplish things on a grander scale, you have to develop relationships with people, and, and uh, that's hard to do with the way politics are these days. Mm -hmm.